Yo, what is up, everybody? What is up? I am here. We are back with another episode of the Monologue Podcast, and this week's episode is actually super dope, super special. It's a made-to-make-it production exclusive. Uh, just last week, I had the opportunity to sit down with one of my peers, one of my friends, uh, one of my college buddies who is out here doing great things. Um, also out here pursuing a lot of awesome creative goals. And we just have a very similar energy when it comes to a lot of things. So she came in town here uh, for graduation and she wanted to link with me and just sit down and just have a conversation, just have a discussion. So for those of you guys who follow me on Instagram and Twitter and such, you saw that we actually did a on-air conversation on a local radio station here in Iowa City. Well, it was a Sherb Speaks and Made to Make It production collaboration. And it was super dope. We had a super awesome in-depth co- conversation about the post-grad plights. Uh, just talking about what it's like living in the real world. And I say li- living in the real world in air quotes because what is a real world? But we just talked in-depth about our experiences of now that we're fully transitioned and you step down off of that high of graduation and all the confetti is swept up and thrown in the garbage can and who knows where your cap and gown is now and the degree has finally come in the mail and now what? And so we had a really awesome, awesome, just dope ass conversation surrounded around that. We shared a lot of common thoughts and then there were a lot of things that we were kind of just like polar opposite on. So it was a really good conversation with so many different dynamics. So I'm excited to let y'all hear that. I'm just going to run the audio from that conversation. That's going to be the the most of today's episode. It's going to be super dope. I know you guys are going to enjoy it. For some of you guys who caught it while we were live on air, shout out to y'all for tuning in and listening. And if you did not get a chance to catch it while we were on air, it's all good. I got you covered. I'm right here with the audio. So just stay tuned. I'm going to run it. And shout out to y'all. I hope y'all enjoy it. definitely wasn't just an automatic thing for me um and so I had five and a half years total I started college in 2012 right and I ended up graduating in December of 2017 so by the time I was coming after about that fourth year you know what I mean because all my friends who I came into school with everybody graduated in spring 2016 because that was the year I was supposed to graduate right right and so that last year and a half that I was here without all my homies who I came in with everything I was over it I was ready to be done with college I mean I still was doing well I still was handling my business right of course ain't nobody here to play right and you can't waste any of the money that you pay or the free money yeah it's not happening I don't care where the money come from it's somebody money I'm not about to waste it so when it came up to those last couple semesters, really, I already knew I wasn't going to grad school. I was a theater major, entrepreneurship minor, and a military science minor. Um, and I knew that I didn't want to waste any more of my time or talent in a classroom. Like, I just knew I've always been an actress. That's by trade, by craft, and now by degree. Um, that's what I do. And I knew that I wouldn't be able to reach the potential or fail at the things that I needed to learn the lessons from or any of that by still trying to be in college and still trying to be in a degree. And one thing I learned is that a lot of people go to grad school just because they're unsure. 
And mm-hmm. then that become a safety bubble for them. They're like, I don't know what I want to do, so I'm going to just stay in school a little longer. Mm-hmm. I was the complete opposite. I was like, I don't really know what I want to do, but I know I don't, don't want to do in school. Class. I don't. Look, that was one. I was like, I, I know agree. I'm not trying to be in nobody classroom. I'm, trying to, I'm not trying to take no more finals. I'm not None. trying to write no more papers. Absolutely Everything not. I'm, I'm not doing, trying to send no more emails done. with a different excuse. Look, at some point when you do four <laughs> years of college, you start running out of excuses, okay? Like, it's so much so you could tell your professors to try to get an extension yep. on that paper. So when, like, when you do five four and a years. half years, you just don't even care no more. You just right. like I ain't even got it. I don't I, got no excuse. You know what? I just I'm gonna just give this to you tomorrow and however many percent off, I'm gonna just take that L. I <laughs> had it. look my senior year of college, I it was so bad at that point that there was one point I just didn't turn in one of my midterms, and I had oh, the that's bold. Oh, and I had I had the time. Oh, that's bold. <laughs> Dude, I just did. Oh, no, look, no, Jamaya, look. What I did, look, is I calculated the grade. I said, all right, if I don't turn this in, I'm at least get this. Hey. But that was probably the wildest thing I did. If but like, you like never I said, calculated you know, how much points how many points you need or how much you can afford to lose without failing the class you didn't really college you, you didn't you didn't really you college. Didn't college if you wasn't you know somebody said this today if you didn't have an assignment where you couldn't even take a break to breathe because you were trying to rush through to finish it to send it off Man. you didn't college i'm, talking, I'm dropping okay. that i'm dropping that joint in the drop box at 11 59 and 22 seconds yeah like, like <laughs> that i have it's the last of the last i'm pressing enter as it's closing man like it's about this much yeah um Cool. So yeah, like we, you said something really important, which is that a lot of people go to grad school because they don't know what they want to do. I firmly believe that. I firmly believe. And this is one thing. This is a big thing that my brand Made to Make It is about. Made to Make It is about pursuing a passion-driven life versus what people think a purpose-driven life is. Mm-hmm. I'm all about pursuing a life that you are passionate about doing things, making your money off of things you are passionate about, and not just trying to be in the jobs that you think are going to make you money or get the degree that you think is going to make make you money. money. Because if you're not happy and if you're not waking up every day excited to go do it, you're not going to execute. You're not going to be successful. And guess what? You're going to get fired from that joint, G. Right. Like, you're or you're going to be so miserable. Well, you're going to leave. At the point, yeah, you're going to leave. And, right. you know, at that point, what's the sense? Exactly. Sometimes so, you got to do training. You got to do all kinds of extra, right. you know, things and just so to I end up. I see that people, they, they get in college and I don't like to use the term real world like you in college and then you go to the real world because I think that being in college is very much so the real world but I do think there's this certain little bubble that you live in and this nice little safe space you live in with being a student there's some passes you get because it's like oh you're a student you're a student oh I get this is late oh you were late you're a student student. oh you don't have time because you're a student you don't have that in the real world that comfort sometimes is a little more easy to deal with that people would rather be stressing over finals and all that than be worrying about, okay, how hey, I'm gonna pay my bills or like, I gotta find this job or else I ain't gonna eat. People would much rather be worrying about a test than a final because at the end of the day, we know that that stuff, it, oh, it doesn't matter after a while. It's not gonna define you in the long run. It doesn't it's, matter after a while, you know? You said something really interesting in the beginning, which was that our kind of like creative minds were sinking mm-hmm. um, in the sense of wanting to have this conversation. I was having a sip, this kind of, almost the exact same conversation earlier with, you know, one of my friends, everything that you just said. Um, But yeah, I I totally agree. I also was on the path that like, I knew I didn't want to do grad school and I wasn't going to do it just because because. I didn't have anything else to do. The money, first of all, applying to get the financial aid takes forever. Um, And And that's not not the same. It don't come like undergrad financial aid. And it don't. And journalism for what I wanted to do, it just 
it wasn't calling to me in that sense. And mm -hmm. so I also was like, you know what? I'm done with school. I'm about to get these jobs. Yeah. So right after I graduated, that was the first thing. I picked up three, you know, minimum wage jobs in Iowa. And I was like, I'm going to stay in Iowa and I'm going to work here till December. Mm -hmm. For the reasons that Jemiah said, which was, I knew that in the back of my head, this place is sheltered. That if I stayed here from last May to December... I would have been okay because I was still in a student environment. Yeah, everything you need. Yeah, so regardless of like the little things, there was there's ways that you can finesse in here under this college, mm -hmm. this student umbrella that you necessarily can't in the right. real world. Nobody's trying to hear that you can in the still real get that world. Job from one of your professors, you can you always can. go work at the Afro House, or you could call up so and so who got the plug and the connection. And it's nothing wrong with like like right. that's a blessing to be in this ecosystem that just lifts and protects the people here. That's the whole idea behind college. That's mm -hmm. why I always encourage people go to college. Go to it's college. an experience. There's so much you can get from it. But it gets to the point where you don't want to use academia as your crutch. You don't. Like you got to at some point you got to get out there and be like put yourself against that wall where it's like I have to do X, Y, and Z or else I will not survive. Like right. I will not. I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to pay my bills. And I was ready for those pressures. Like I'm going you're going to be stressed regardless. This is my mindset, right? Mm -hmm. In life, you're going to be stressed regardless. So I could be in school being stressed over a final exam of a paper that literally will not matter past the second that I turn it in. Mm -hmm. Like once I turn it in, once I get the grade, it no longer matters. It's just an assessment. Mm -hmm. Or I could be stressed over something that my life depends on. Like if I don't get this job and if I don't go to work, I can't pay my rent and I don't have a house. Right. I, I, I was just at the point where like I want pressures that actually mean something and matter that put my back up against the wall that would give me that fire. Like I'm doing this because it's my livelihood. College isn't a livelihood because right. at the end of the day, this is set up for you to win. And yeah. I know when we're in college, we don't. It don't, think it don't that, feel that it don't way. Feel like that. until you, it's you know, you three, four, five, six months post grad, and then you like, you know what? All those resources. Ain't no resources. Ain't no resource. You know what? All those dining meals, mm -mm. all those swipes that I never used. I could use or the, some of the them. Writing center, right Dang, now. I gotta writing write, center. I gotta write my resume now. The I free transportation, the buses, you know, all of that, all of those yep. little things. And again, I have to agree with you in the sense of, you know, having your back against the wall and how important mm -hmm. that was. I think for me at the time when I graduated, there was to keep it really 100 I was a person you know this mm -hmm. um, for the people that don't know this you know super involved I yep. mean extremely involved to to the point that I mean we having this honest conversation mm -hmm. right unfiltered to the point where sometimes it was really hard like college Exhausting. for me I had some that I titled the sophomore blue sophomore year was really hard for me I got freshman I got through the excitement mm -hmm. I was super far away from home it was new and then I came back and it was like it's not my culture yeah. you know it's like it's, it was hard and so going from that and trying to get through all that but it's still not not much compared to being out there in the yeah. in the real world and it's and it's coming down on you but so when I was coming out of college I was thinking these are kind of the worst of it you know yeah. this is the worst of it missing home is kind of the worst of it maybe you know I might not be able to go do some stuff because I don't have that much extra money is the worst mm -hmm. of it but no girl when rent is due in six days and light is due the week after that and you your yeah, job you don't, don't pay that much it, it's different yep. huh? it's different it's yep. real different it I, definitely I is those it definitely three is. when I finally decided when I said to myself all right 
what I'm going to do. I actually was going to la launch a couple creative projects. Mm -hmm. So I was going to stay here from last May to December and launch a couple projects, work on my own platform. Mm -hmm. Again, because Iowa City... It's, it was a little easier to provide that. Yeah. I have spaces like Care UI. Not, mm -hmm. not saying that people don't work hard to maintain these spaces, just saying that I knew that I had built those connections yeah. and maintained those relationships to the point where it would be a little easier yeah. um, for me to, to thrive out here. Mm -hmm. It's not what I wanted. I had enough. I had on my field. But I said to myself, I don't know what I'm about to do. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm not about uh, to go to grad school, but I'm going to stay in Iowa City. Midsummer, got a couple interviews from CNN. And then I took off. I yeah. went, you know, I had to not even took off to backtrack a little bit. I got a call, like a confirmation end of July. And after the excitement wore off and it was like, oh, my God, this is CNN. Mm -hmm. It's like the I best of the best. Mm -hmm. After three months of working three jobs that I didn't really want to work, mm -hmm. but the money, you know. Right. Being here in Iowa City, wanting to move on, but can't, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It was exciting. And then reality hit. Exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. How are you about to move to Atlanta, honey? Right, where are you going to stay? Where how are you, you going to board it? Who you know? Yeah, and I was kind of like, I was kind of the exact opposite, which is weird because I'm the one who's still here. Um, my intentions were never to still be in Iowa City, to be honest. I was like, I'm moving to L.A. That's still my goals. But I'm like, I'm going to Cali. Like, I'm trying to be in movies. I'm trying to create movies. I'm trying to be in TV shows. I'm trying to write TV shows. Like, I need to be in the atmosphere and the ecosystem with the people who are doing these things. Mm -hmm. um, and so for those who don't know, I'm in the Army as well. And so I had a whole bunch of logistical things to work out between, okay, I know I'm going to have to go away for some training at this point, and I got to be here for this point. So I'm going to stay in Iowa up until the point I go to my training. But I'm already look. I was looking at cribs in Cali. I was making my connections. I had... People who I was connected with, Iowa alum from the theater department and stuff, who are out there. Like, I was making those moves. And when was this? Well, you, this was, you graduated December, December this past 2017. December. So, I was my like last semester, I was already setting this up. I was like, I'm going to be in Cali by Cali Dream 18, was a hashtag that I would put on all my stuff. Cali Dream 18. I said, by the summer of 2018, I'm going to be in California mm -hmm. because my whole plan was I'm going to graduate in December and then I'm going to go away to my training that I have to go to from the Army in February. I'll be back from that by about May. Then I'll finish out my lease till July and then come August. By right. the end of August, I'll be in Cali and yeah. I'm I'm doing my thing. Like I Cali had a timeline, everything. I had a little hashtag made to make it, Cali Dream 18. Um, and then I realized, then those things happen to you where you realize you don't have as much control as you thought you did, right? Mm -hmm. You can have the perfect plan set up, and then one little thing happens that knocks everything 500 degrees to the left or to the right. And so that happened with, I wasn't able to get away to training for the military as fast as I thought I did. So that kind of settled me a little bit. So then I came to the point where I had to make a real decision. I was like, all right, check this. I had to have one-on-one -on -one conversation with myself. I said, you're going to have to be in Iowa. Until you, well, I didn't have to be Iowa. I could have still went out to Cali, right. but I would it would have made things more difficult because I would still be in this limbo stage. So I said, it's smart. It's the smartest thing for me to do is to stay in Iowa until I can fully uproot and move to Cali, and I have to worry about the transition of coming back and forth. So cool. So now what you gonna do? You could go work a minimum wage job. You could go. So you decided this. Not to interrupt you, but you decided this. This is your thought process. During the like during the year as, before you know before I even graduated okay because my whole thing Dr was throughout summer and fall semester before yeah, you graduated I already okay knew, I already knew when did you know you was gonna stay when I was that what, like I'm gonna be here I was gonna stay when I got my job when I got my job so I have a full time salary position in Cedar Rapids okay um 
and I work in retail. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, once I realized, I probably found out in about, I want to say maybe about October, mm -hmm. maybe even September. No, it was probably a little later, like October, I found out that I wasn't going to be able to get away to this training as soon as I thought. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to be able to get out to this training until July, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I got to find something to do in Iowa City between now and then. So mm -hmm. then I started looking for jobs around here. And I told myself, I said, gee, you got a degree. You work too hard for this degree to be making hourly anything anywhere. So mm -hmm. what I did, I stopped applying for any hourly positions. I only applied for salary positions in Iowa. I was mm -hmm. applying to the university. I was applying to any business, anywhere. I was on a real grind. I said, you have these resources here. You have the degree. Get your resume together. Get your cover letters together. I'm going to get me a job that can sustain me because now God then put the opportunity in here where I can still be in Iowa in this kind of protected place, mm -hmm. low cost of living. Now I'm about to stack this bread mm -hmm. so I can go to Cali and really be set. So I, I felt like it was kind of God's way of slowing me down mm -hmm. because I wanted to just rush out to Cali. But anybody who know anything about the West Coast, that's not cheap. Mm -hmm. The cost of living is like 200% above what it should be or, mm -hmm. or what the working wage is out there. So I'm like, at that point, once I knew that I had this extra time, I immediately went to grind mode. Like, okay, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to capitalize. So I went and got me a job that was going to pay me right, pay me well, give me some benefits. And I said, all the time that I have in between that, I'm going to use to develop myself and my brand. And so... I'm the kind of person who, like, I set up a plan, but then I'm also super flexible. So once I realized things wasn't going to go how I wanted them to go, now I got to adjust. But at the end of the day, I have to keep going forward. I knew I wasn't going back home to Chicago. Right. Because I'm not going back to my mama's crib, but I'm nah. not even going back. That wasn't even something that I considered. I'm not even going back to the city because I'd be too comfortable. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to stay here to the point where I can just go in my little hole, go to work every day and stack and still have my end state and goal. And you just have to address, and that's a part, that's one of the plights of post-grad, is you think you got it all figured out mm -hmm. until that one thing that you was counting on don't fall through. The one thing. I mean, like, you mentioned Cali. Before I got, so I had got interviews from CNN. The way it worked is, like, they give you, like, these digital interviews. So I did about four or five digital interviews for CNN. It's CNN. I'm not thinking much of it. Right. And now to tell you, I mean, my resume was great. It still is. You know, mm -hmm. I did a lot in college. But still, I wasn't thinking. CNN, you know, so insecure as hell. Yeah, so I haven't heard from them. I do that about the I do that about the first do all the interviews about the first or second week of July. Haven't heard from them. It's near the ending of July. My summer sublease is about to be up. Mm. Now me and my boyfriend at the time are trying to figure out. Okay, so are we gonna move in together? Are we not? Right. He still was gonna finish us up. No, he had he had graduated the December before. Mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. are you know what's What's, going what's on? next? You know, mm -hmm. what's next? He's trying to handle some, you know, stuff with his, his career and it's not falling through how it needs to. Same for me. It's not falling through how it right. needs to. I mean, I, I could tell you, Jemiah, before I graduated, I was real. It was a lot of pressure. Like, oh, yeah. for, it, it was like intense pressure because. Are you first generation? I'm first generation. Same. That's yep. the that's the first thing. I mean, I'm first generation. Almost high school even. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of my people didn't even make it through high school. And so that was one thing that I had to work through in my earlier years of college. By the ending of it, yeah, that was kind of over. The pressure was more of like, it's crazy when you have a resume the way I do and when you're so involved um, and we've done all these things and then you're about to graduate and you have not lined up a job. Yeah. And 
I'm going to the School of Journalism. The University of Iowa School mm -hmm. of Journalism is pretty good. Their, yeah. you know, the graduation success rate is pretty good. I mean, they give it six months, but coming from the type of person that I was, always, I always, always, always had okay. a plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my plan, I came to college, conquered, right. did that. So my plan after that was, I'm going to get a bomb journalism job. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. And so when... The beginning of May rolled around and it was rejection after rejection or no answer or it just some applications wasn't falling through. And even if I applied to that, how would I even possibly be able to do that? Right. You know, I was real devastated. It was a lot. At the time, I had a great boyfriend that right. was real supportive and stuff. But it was hard when you have... To be honest, you got your friends, you got your family, you got your sorority sisters, everybody you got people, it yeah, but you, right? you got everybody making it but you, and That's also you got like. them looking at you like, all right, what's next? And it's also weird because we're in that same situation where I feel like, in a lot of ways, our paths are very similar. Both of us super involved with our sorority stuff. Both of us super involved in our creative things and our career things, and then we become kind of like the oddballs because once graduation come. Most of our friends still in school right now. Mm -hmm. Like, right? Most of our friends who grow, who have graduated are in some kind of grad school. I got lines that's in law school, people trying to go to med school, da da da, -da. Mm -hmm. all, Almost all of my friends who have already graduated are still in school. So then you kind of become the eyeball of, like, your, you, your grind is now totally different. Yeah. Whereas your grind used to be super similar with all your friends and stuff. Now you're on a grind where you're trying to find jobs and you're trying to find this different kind of longevity. Oh, and my God. And everybody else is like, just like, yeah, I'm just, you know, just studying for this test deal. And you like can't relate. And then it's that pressure you was talking about because not only is it the pressure you're putting on yourself, but it's the pressure you're feeling from the outside when you finally realize like, yo, I'm doing all this stuff. I got all this stuff going on. I'm doing all this stuff so well for me. I got this resume that's golden. And then you got into the real world and you're like, so does she, so does she, so does he, oh, her too. Oh, she did that too. Oh, she did yep. seven things more yep. than me. Yep. Oh, we didn't oh, even have that at my school. Right. How did she even do that? How, right. Well, why How did she have she time even... to do that? Did she right. sleep? Oh, you know my God. I, mean? I agree. And, and you it's... just get out there like, and it's, it's hard because when you look at yourself, I mean, I had years where my junior year of college was insanity. My fresh, my first semester junior year of college, I mean, I was joining, you know, I was crossing into my sorority. Mm -hmm. I was dealing with all that. I was, you know, in, I had four jobs. I was a Spanish tutor. I was working, just started with the Daily Iowan. I was now starting to get heavy, heavy into my journalism classes. Mm -hmm. um, and I was an RA. I was a second year RA. It was insane. I mean, the the lack of sleep, the, you know, my, and I took my job home. Mm -hmm. So I really never, it was like, mm -hmm. even never I was, when I was out of my house, I was doing something. When I was in my house, I was doing something. Mm -hmm. Like people is knocking on my door at 2.30 a.m. needing this or needing that grave or, you right. know, silly. It was both ends of the spectrum. But right. it, it was just real, real different when it, came to that point where I was graduating and I just did not. Because guess what? No. None of that matters anymore. Yeah. That's the plight. None. That's the plight. You none feel like a but rock star it, in college because you're like, I'm doing all these things and all these things. And then you get in the real world. They're like, we're looking for this one thing. Did you do this? And it's like, no, but I did these 13 other things. They're like, but did you do this? This and one did particular it. So thing. It does, that's why I try to tell people, everybody gets so wrapped up about college and like, oh, I have to have this GPA and I have to be in, involved in this and that and that. But then it's like, it gets to the point, the farther you get away 
from the, it, the longer the long, you're out, yeah. none of all, like it matters because it helped develop you into a leader and that go-getter and that hustle. Mm-hmm. But those specifics are what, nobody's asking about that on the other side. Right. Nobody asking about what you did as an RA on and the I other mean, side. And there's certain things, and, and I, won't, I won't take away from it too much. For certain, for certain fields, it's a little different for me and Jemiah because we're creatives. Right. And so when we do go into the real world, I'm not showing up on set to do some creative directing for a video and they about to be like, hey, yo, what was your GPA in college? Right. You know, that's not working for me. But for somebody that's a doctor, when they pulling into wherever, you know. It counts. Yeah, it counts. And so for, for our perspective, yeah. But I also agree with... The other part of a lot of things actually don't matter regardless of what you study. Like once you start getting away and the further away you are, and it's crazy that you you only five, six months removed. I'm a year and we both kind of have made, you know, this conclusion. But at the time, um, you kind of just, you've been doing so much and you just think you got it in the bag Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, it's all good and dandy, but you're right. Either they looking for this one particular thing or there's somebody that's done just as much as you or even a little bit more, maybe just as much as you and that one thing, you know, that they was looking for. So that part was hard, but it was mostly the pressure part. Like it, it was like, it was hard being the girl that always had an answer, and I didn't have one of the biggest answers, which was, what am I going to do when I graduate? Yeah. What am I going to do? Like, what's next? And I mean, everybody was asking me, from people that I had internships with mm-hmm. before, um, to people that I was working with, current, I mean, professors, yeah. to sorority sisters, family, and it, how do you tell them, I'm about to stay in Iowa City and work on some creative projects and get a regular job. Yeah. After I've been gone from especially for my family i've been gone for their lot from their lives for four years only to tell them that i'm actually working three regular degular jobs you know minimum yeah. and then and that was also some that i had to i had to break away from that that was you know a year later i think that's one of my biggest lessons that sometimes some that became a real personal quote for me, you got to do what you got to do until you can do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And so at the time, it was what I needed to do. Right. <laughs> and then after CNN called, at the time, I needed to do other things that was, I got CNN, right? Right. It was hype. I was like, yes, this is dope. In there. And then the next question was, I don't have no family in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I know a few people, but nobody that close. I have sorority sisters, but nobody that I know intimately or know me intimately mm-hmm. or my chapter or my, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it just was, and I'm broke. I'm a broke right. college student. I'm financially independent. How could I possibly See, that's move to Atlanta? what I refuse to do. That's what I refuse to do. I said, I can't be broke. I wasn't, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to keep it 100 with the <laughs> listeners out here. I wasn't a broke college student. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a broke college student. Not because I come from nothing, because my family broke. Literally, majority of my time in college, I was making more money than my mom was back in the crib. Because I came from nothing. Mm-hmm. And I told myself, I'd be damned if I'm going to college to be broke. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's a mentality thing. That's a thing that America tells you, because college is set up to just drain you. Mm-hmm. Once I realized that, very early, I realized that after my first semester in here, when I had to withdraw from classes because I didn't have the money. I had to go to community college for a few semesters. Once I peeped game, I was like, oh, this is set up to make you broke. Watch me beat this. I refused. That's why I said when I graduated school, what I wasn't going to do is be broke. 
Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to get a job that's going to not only pay my bills, but allow me to save for my dreams. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the kind of mentality that too often isn't encouraged in college students because you're encouraged. You, you're t- we're taught this. It's a struggle. It's a grind. You got to you got to live the broke college student life. And yes, that like I said, that's how it's set up to be. So if that's what happens, that's what happens. And sometimes it's inevitable. Like sometimes you just don't have time right. to be out here working two or three jobs because you're grinding in these classes and things like that. Right. But for me personally, I was just like, it's not worth it for me to be here and not be making steps that's going to set me up. I was trying to be set up past the point of just getting the degree. I was trying to graduate with not only a degree, but a foundation to now move forward. Because what's the point of graduating with a degree and now you back at square one? Did you get to do that? Did you, like, by the time you graduated in December, did you get to graduate with some kind of foundation? Or was it still, did you, you were able to set yourself up? It's crazy. So I I love this conversation with Jamaya, everybody. And again, if you're just tuning in, it's 1151 p.m. And I think that we just starting to crack the surface of the Mm -hmm. conversation a little bit. So if Jamaya not trying to run away too quick, I'm trying to keep it going a little bit. But if you're just tuning in, you're listening to a special edition um, on KRUI tonight, I have Jamaya Austin in the studio with me. I'm Cassandra Santiago, aka the very, very long time host <laughs> um, a couple years back, two, one, two years back um, of Sherb Speaks. Yep. Every Friday morning, it was from 9 to 10.30 a.m. I used to be right in here grinding, telling you the news, um, bringing you conversation, roundtable topics. Uh, and so tonight I'm back in Iowa City because tomorrow I got to go see some people get sweaty in these capping gowns yes. um, and sit down and listen to speeches that they're going to be like... Mm-hmm. I really want. <laughs> mm-hmm. So tomorrow I'm about to go do that. I gotta come support my people, and I had this special idea to have a Sherb speaks one night only special and bring in Jamaya Austin, who also has her own podcast called the Monologue Podcast. You yeah, can find yeah, it yeah. on SoundCloud and on Apple Podcasts, iTunes as well. Ooh, you see. She got it. She got you covered on all angles. I'm about to tell you how we got you covered on all angles with us as well. Yes. Um, so Jemaya's here with me. We're both talking about the post-grad plights. Um, you know, life after post-grad, two mm-hmm. women, two degrees. And, you know, what happens after that cap comes off? Yeah. What things look like, how things changed um, a year later and f- almost five months later, mm-hmm. uh, five, almost six months later. And so if you're just tuning in, if you'd like to see our beautiful faces or engage with us via questions, or anything like that, go ahead and tune in to us on and, and Instagram Live. Yep. Um, you can find it at, on Jamaya's profile, which is just Jamaya. Jamaya is J-A-M-A-Y-A. Um, and then just in front, or Sherbert Fries, which is a little longer, S-H-E-R-B-E-T underscore fries. You could tune in, send live questions, make comments, whatnot. Or, you know, if you're listening on the live, um, you guys can go stream it if you just want to listen. You want to listen on your headphones, krui.com slash backslash listen. krui.fm backslash listen. My bad, y'all. Y'all get there. Just hit it in Google and find it. Yeah, you got it. Just put in krui listen. You'll get it. Um, But yeah, we on krui tonight. It's a late night conversation. Post-grad. We sitting here talking about these plights. I want to kind of get into like... A little bit of where you're... So when you found out this wasn't what was about to happen, yep. Cali Dream 18 wasn't yep. going to happen as soon as I wanted. Mm-hmm. What was your like... In, did you? I know you said you bounced back, but was it an immediate thing? Did it take a little no, minute? It, um, so I'm actually extremely blessed in the sense of I... But when I was graduating, like I said, it was, I was on a five and a half years. 
that I my undergrad took. So by the time I was graduating, it's not like I had already done my four years. I had already been thinking about what was next anyway. And I was in this mental space of like, I'm speaking everything that I need into existence. And so when people would ask me about, hey, what's your plans after grad? I had no problems just sharing with them. Like, ultimately, I want to move to California, but, you know, I'm in the military, so I have to do these things. And I would just share, 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 because you never know the power of a conversation. You never know. What could happen, what Mm -hmm. that could lead to. Um, and so I just started applying for jobs. I was still in Iowa City here. I live with my boyfriend here in town, and so he works here. And so I had a little money saved up that I can cover rent and things like that, but that was quickly, quickly diminishing. <laughs> and so the fire was under my butt. I'm telling you, I was literally applying to four or five jobs a day. I'm and just this on was Indeed. how, how this was long like long right before? after grad. This oh, right, right after. after grad. Oh, okay, okay. Like I was like, okay, I know, I know how much money I have saved in my bank account, how long that's going to last me, and... That ain't long. So mm-hmm. right after grad, I'm still here in Iowa City. I didn't go on like no big graduation trip or nothing like that. I got Liddy Titty um, mm-hmm. the weekend of graduation. And then I was chilling. Mm-hmm. I was just back here chilling and everything like that. And I was just, I was feeling that pressure now. Just because I say I was optimistic and I knew I had to grind, don't get me wrong. I was feeling that pressure. My bank account got real low. The lowest it had been in years, years, years. Because I told you, I don't like being broke. Mm-hmm. And I had got down to that point where I was like, I this next month's rent might not happen. Right. You might not get that till it about the fifteenth or the sixteenth. Right. I don't know. Um <laughs> You know what's crazy? I, I think don't know. that was your first that was on your first, my first podcast. podcast. Your first episode and that that always stuck with me because I was like, oh my God. The when the moment you released it, it was like, oh my God, yeah. this is literally what I'm going through right now. Cause my internship was CNN. So around the time that you graduated, mm-hmm. my internship at CNN had just ended mm-hmm. about a week before. Mm-hmm. And so while I was at CNN, you know, I I went down to Atlanta backtrack a little bit yeah i went i went back down to atlanta with some money in my pocket off of the generosity of people that have seen me growth you mm-hmm. know whether it was when I, I was a kid um or here in iowa city or at some point throughout my life i did something that i i didn't want to do especially as a as a strong person i didn't want to give up cnn it was like i don't have another plan and here is cnn you have Somebody that's giving you an opportunity, you're about to work with a dope editor. Being broke should not be the reason why you don't go down there, right. you know. I, and I was to the point where I was looking up shelters. Like, look, if we gotta go kick it in a I'm shelter, I'm gonna stay somewhere and I'm gonna yeah. figure it out. CNN, I gotta do it. Mm-hmm. And so I was at that point, and I had a professor say to me, "Why don't you start a GoFundMe?" And I first I was like, "No, like mm-hmm. starting a GoFundMe is letting people kind of." know what you have going on and I'm a very private person I mean I, I was really excited to have this conversation with you I'm still you know we engaging and stuff um, because it's one of the first moments that I feel open to talk about yeah. this you know I, I'll answer any questions on live mm-hmm. on with you whatever you ask because it's one of the first moments that I've been Just this is lay, it. yeah like, laying it out really this felt. is how this is how I felt and and this is how it went down but yeah so I against my better judgment against myself against the pride that i had and mm-hmm. being a hard worker you know i started a gofundme and i'll explain the situation and um by the grace of people that you know really yeah. appreciate me and i appreciate them as well i was able to leave iowa city with a, over a, a grand yeah um and you know it wasn't That's enough awesome. to just get an apartment out the gate but it was enough to sustain me up back. until yeah get me there get me have something to eat, right, you know, right. until I at least got my first check and my first hand on some money. 
Um, and then when I did get my first hand on some money down there, it wasn't a lot. Right. And so what I made as an intern was minimum wage in Georgia. Um, and you guys can look that up, but I'm already right. let you know it's under $10. And anybody that, if you're not familiar, under $10 in Atlanta, it's a little... That ain't going to stretch it's, very it's not, far. Right. You're not going too <laughs> far with that, especially with just rent. Right. Closer you live to the city... The more you got to pay. Couldn't live too far because I don't drive. I don't right. have a license. Fun fact, everybody. Uh, I don't have a license. I don't we know how to fix drive. That. You got to go ahead and get your Girl, you know I do. I be spending like $600 <laughs> on Uber a month. Yeah. It's too much. But um, yeah, so it was so many factors to it. But I got, by the grace of everybody, I got to go down there with some money in my pocket. So that was my, right right out the gate from college, I was feeling the, the plights. I was yeah. feeling it before I even walked across that stage. Mm -hmm. You know, like... I was feeling the pressure from everybody, not knowing what I was going to do, what was going to be next. Um, and then beyond that, after I got over that part, I'm like, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stack my money and then I'm going to move. I had a list of six cities. Mm. I was going to pick one of those cities. And after leaving in December, after stacking my bread, laying low, I was going to dip to one right. of those. Um, yeah, so it was it was just like, I don't know, like the 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 moment of having to deal with telling everybody my business right you know that was a lot so but before that i had the moment of having to accept i gotta stay in iowa city right. and that's not what i wanted to do right once i got over that part it was like okay i'm going to cnn this right. is dope and then the flight came in again i can't afford it right like i was this close like very very like this close to contacting my then manager and being like hey i, I can't make it i can't make it yeah like, i don't you know, it was lots of tears, lots of trying to find a way around it, like trying to make videos right. and scripts and explain yourself and and convince people why giving you their hard earned money was worth right. it. And so then I went down there and it was more plights. You know, right, that's <laughs> was, what I want to know. I want to know then, like, so you hear this story and it sounds awesome because you're like, man, then, so then I made it. I went down to Atlanta and now I'm at CNN. Yeah. So then with CNN, all you thought it was going to be was that once you got oh down there, was it like, was you like, yes, I'm down here. I damn near was poor, but I'm down here. And now this is it, this is it. It was worth it. So again, on the topic of being real honest, at first, so at the beginning of August, so if you subleased an apartment, I had to be out by the beginning of August. Right. Didn't have anywhere to live. I wasn't going to be going to Atlanta until at least the beginning of September. So I was bouncing around. Mm -hmm. um, and so I lived with some friends and my boyfriend at the time and me stayed with like two of our mutual friends. Mm -hmm. And then I went and stayed with my sorority sister for a little bit. So I had all, the, all of that going on. So I left off of that. So I was super hyped when I, I was able to have a little bit of money in my pocket. Right. And once the GoFundMe thing kind of picked up and I saw it hit five and then it hit six and then mm -hmm. it hit seven, I was like, I could work with 500. Yeah, that's you know, I, I didn't I even could, think I would make that. I, right, I could do that. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm about to, you know, I've been sleeping with my sorority sister in her bed or sleeping on the couch mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. Um, I'm about to go to Atlanta. Like, it's about to be fun, but I was nervous. You know, I moved from, I moved to the States from the U.S. Virgin Islands, grew, born and raised. Mm -hmm. I moved to Iowa, did my four years here. This is the first city that I lived in. Mm -hmm. And if you've never been to Iowa City, let me tell you, it's not even a speck in Atlanta. It, okay. Atlanta was my first big city. I had traveled a little bit, but not enough to the point where I was like super familiar, you know? Yeah. So... I was scared and nobody was coming with me. You know, I was going by myself and up until two, about two weeks before I was supposed to leave to be there, 
I still didn't even know where I was gonna live. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I had a call from my good my good homegirl Taylor, um, and we she worked a situation out with mm-hmm. me, and you know we could get into that part later, but. That helped. So yeah. once I got over those little hurdles, it was like, yeah, I'm super excited. Packed my bags. You know, my then boyfriend and my best friend um, said bye to me. I took a bus. I took mm-hmm. a bus down to Atlanta. Two big suitcases, a small suitcase and a backpack. All you got. <laughs> All I All got. got. Everything else I packed up in boxes and I left it with friends and, you know, whatever. And I, I left and I was super excited. But right before, you know, the, the week or two weeks leading up to it, I was so nervous and mm-hmm. I was so I was frightened to the point where I was grinding my teeth at mm-hmm. night and so for two weeks straight before I went to Atlanta I had really bad jaw pain mm-hmm. because I was so nervous about this and no and I was telling people like I'm nervous I don't know I'm scared mm-hmm. and because you're the strong girl like people kind of brush but it off a little bit it, like you got worry. it girl but I am yeah you know yeah. I can't say it on air but yeah. you see the head nod yes. I was scared girl mm-hmm. like so I had developed this bad habit of grinding my teeth mm-hmm. like and it hurts <laughs> and I was about to buy mouth guards and everything but um then I got I left you know I went down there and then CNN was incredible awesome. I mean the inside of it was beautiful um it's stunning, like the moment you walk the newsroom, it's phones yeah, going off, it's lights everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. I was pretty starstruck, um, but the pressure was insane. Mm. And I was on an incredibly talented team. I was on the trends team, and so the expectation was up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an incredible manager, Saeed Ahmed, who's an amazing writer, amazing editor, um, and he put the pressure on me. He'll 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 tell you it yourself. Did it, did it stop? Uh. You just hand it to me. Let me see. Yeah, let me pass it. Um, but yeah, I uh, I went down there and he was a pause because of connection. But I went down there and um, he was a great manager. He was a great boss. He really challenged me, uh, made me a better writer. And while I was there, I got to do some really dope, which was have a little bit of a say in hurricane coverage. Mm. Uh, there was a lot I of hurricanes that, that were I happening. That. Yeah, that was real, real important to me, and I was thankful to have a team that could guide me on that. But it was hard because I was, <laughs> I had to be at CNN by like, he, he my manager later on extended it, but initially 7.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. And so because I was taking the bus and the train when I first got out there, girl, mm. I was waking up at 5 a.m. and I was leaving the house by like, 6 a.m. to make it yep. to CNN on time. And so that part was insane. Again, the not driving part, right. the not having any money part, not making money like that. We got an apartment and all we could, all I could put in it from the jump was get a bed. <laughs> Look, a, a, a futon mattress, not even a frame, yeah. just a mattress. So I, I went, I splurged and I went and I got a, a good bed, like, you know, but that was about it at the time. So CNN, to back it up a little bit, CNN was amazing, but there were p- little plights within it that kind of made it difficult. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But I would say that that money was one of the biggest ones. Um, and so for, I guess for us, that was a little bit, the spectrum was different because you, like you said, you had the mindset. I didn't, Mm -hmm. before I graduated, I didn't think to set myself up. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of, for some reason in my head, I was like, it's going to work out. You know, it's going to be cool. And so I didn't work to set myself up financially Mm -hmm. when I would, when I graduated college, girl. (laughs) You're just like. Because we're dream chasers at the same time. Dream and I chasers. have that same kind of instinct, too, that I'm like, man, I just want to go. I just want to get it. But then I'd be like, but what I want to be able to look back and be like, yo, 
I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. I don't want to exhaust myself and I don't want to beat myself. Still, We're still so young. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I just, I just want to win. And I want to do that in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And I want to do that and be comfortable and things like that. And you're not always going to be And even at my job now, like today, I had a goddamn day. Excuse my language. I had a day. Like I literally had, I had to come home. I had to tell my boyfriend, like I just need a minute. Yeah, to I don't myself. even want to talk. I just closed the door in the room. He was out in the other room because you know what I mean. Now you get in the real world. You working every day. You working with people who don't take you. So I'm the youngest person. I'm in a management position at my job. I'm, of course, I'm the youngest one. Everybody there got 10, 15 years on me, and they looking at me like, oh, you you the fresh one right out of college and da 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 da. But it's like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm here in the same position as you, same authority as you, right. doing the same job as you, right? Um, and so the, that 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 whole other set of pressure there, it's like. Now, where's my focus? Where's my priority? I got to go to work. I work 10 hours every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then I got to come home and think about content for Instagram. Think about all these things. And so I was just to the point where I was like, if I'm going to be working, if I'm going to have to be taking this time away from my art and away from my craft, from my creative projects, I want it to be worth it. I want yeah. it to be something that at least is adding to my bank account. So when I get to the point where I make, I can, I want to get to the point where I can step away and full time be able to support my creative. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of like me making a decision. Like I could go out here and dream chase and just be like, I'm just moving to Cali with my backpack and whatever and $500 in a dream. Or I could step back a little bit, sacrifice a little bit mm-hmm. on being as available. Cause it, you know, I got to put in vacation and PTO just to take a trip now. So mm-hmm. as much as I want to just hop to Cali just to go see can. what's hot, I can't. And that's mm-hmm. a sacrifice I have to make, but I had to make that choice. Do I want to sacrifice in the sense of, money and be out here getting living the experience or do I want to sacrifice the experience temporarily and be setting myself up financially to really be able to do the things and so I just chose you know what I have time and in this time my dreams are still developing Mm -hmm. so I'm using this time where I'm just kind of working I'm doing this job which I love my job um, for those, I work at Target. Yeah, for you those know, she got to say know. that, everybody. She got to say, <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I do love my job. I do love my job, and we're hiring. So what's up? <laughs> she, ha- uh, <laughs> All right, we're Target. Cedar Rapids. Um, but I love my job, but I, I'm kind of blessed because I get to take this time to really, I get to de- really think about it and develop, mate, to make it to what I really wanted to do. It's not this pressure where I got to make my creative dreams bust right now because that's where my money's coming from. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like being in this point where I can constantly let things change and, oh, so I can change this on a monologue and, oh, I can change this with creative jellies and I can change my creative projects and kind of let them come in and now mm-hmm. to fruition and really grow and mature right. because that's not where my livelihood is coming, coming from. from. So I don't have that, pre- that pressure on my creative process because I go to work every day. Mm-hmm. That's where that's where my livelihood's coming from. So I I kind of like that balance. And like I said before, I just don't want to be broke. Being a starving artist was never my thing. That's why I got my degree in theater. I said I know I want to act, and if I'm gonna go to college, I'm gonna go to college for the thing that's gonna end up paying me. Mm-hmm. I never was going to California and was gonna be busting tables and working at a. That was never my dream. I know people be like, I'm gonna just go to Cali and work in the call center and or be a waitress. Never. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not doing it. I'm not about to go out there and be a starving artist. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do my thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go out there with some money in my pocket or a plan to put some money in my pocket right. consistently because mm-hmm. 
I think that sometimes we tell ourselves that we have to struggle so much in order to make it like a part of the grind is just being broke and mm. down and depressed. And I just don't buy into that narrative. Right. I don't buy into the fact that like the only way to make your dreams come true is to struggle and to hit rock bottom and to be so terrible that you don't, there's nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Like, you can believe that if you want to, but that's just not my mindset. I'm all about optimism. I'm I'm gonna think that I'm I'm gonna shoot for the moon, and yeah. if I miss Before the moon, you... I'm gonna hit a cloud. If I miss the cloud, I'm hit some pollution. If I miss the pollution, <laughs> I'm gonna hit an airplane. If Get I miss out. the airplane, I'm gonna hit <laughs> something. But I'm gonna shoot for as high as I can. I'm gonna hit as much stuff in the sky falling down as possible. I'm not just gonna shoot for the the curbside or the sidewalk. I just don't believe in that. And I just I think more people should push themselves in believe that there is so much there's so much opportunity out here there's so much money out here there's a lot of jobs out here that's willing to pay you Mm -hmm. there's a lot of opportunity out here there's so many people like you said you got that GoFundMe and you thought you was only gonna get five hundred dollars you leave with a stack same thing when I was trying to go to London to study abroad I was like man I ain't about to get no money I ended up getting hella money just by opening my mouth I got my job that I'm working at now literally just by opening my mouth be like yeah I'm just looking for full-time employment and somebody was just like Hey, yo, I used to work here. You should apply here. This is why I worked right out of college. I never yeah. intended on working this job. It was like, just put in the app. Put in my app within a week. I was interviewing. Within two weeks, I had the job. Just from opening my mouth and being transparent about what I wanted, what to, you do. wanted to do. You know what I mean? So in the sense where you're like super private and you're like, you know, I just like to say things once they put together. I'm mm-hmm. the opposite. I'm like, hey, this is what I'm doing. It's not perfect. I don't got an exact plan. I just know what I want my end goal to be. Right. You about to help me get there? And I've found in a lot of ways, man, I've been blessed in that sense that the more I've shared and the, the more, more transparent I get, the more open I am about my dreams, people are like, oh, so you really are aspiring towards something. Let me help you out. I know somebody. It's so crazy to me that you not, you saying, you know, that you could never be a starving artist, but you have this mindset of transparency. Mm-hmm. Because when you're a starving artist, transparency is important because it, it helps you do, you know, like what you're saying, build those connections mm-hmm. and you never know who's going to plug you to what. I'm a star. I, I, I could sacrifice a little bit as a starving artist. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, there's certain things I can't give up, but right. I could be a little bit of a starving artist, but st- I'm still private because I like to just... I am that person that just be like, I'm just going to grind, 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 right. grind till I, I get there and I get it. So I, I think that that dynamic, the fact that we different in, mm-hmm. in that mindset is is interesting. Kind of yeah. the qualities that we have that go together, but mm-hmm. we don't have them. It's together. like we're trying to get <laughs> right. to the same thing, yeah, but, but like it's, the two in different, different ways. Yeah, and I I feel like for me, it was a little bit of me putting myself in that situation where I didn't really prep myself, mm-hmm. um, but also like, kind of being forced into it based off of a decision that I made. Right. So I made the decision to go to CNN, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that the the income wasn't going to be great and it was going to be a little bit of a struggle, but I also knew that it was CNN. So right. it's like... That's that resume builder. Like, right. It's like, how can I pass this up? How can I pass that this makes up? Sense. Yeah, that's going to generate money later on. That, that was sense. my sense, and I went down there with that. But it's, it's so cute, and it's easy to be like, this is going to generate money, mm-hmm. but... When you need the money now, right? Is it gonna generate the money I need? Is it doing it right? And Mm -hmm. it it wasn't in the sense, you know, I wasn't getting the the financial whatever I needed from the job, but I couldn't have any other jobs competing with it because it would take away from what I was doing, right? 
you know so yeah. if that you know you asked me about CNN and it was that was one thing that was one thing that was real hard for me because I wanted to have a second job I wanted to have more money of yeah. course um but it was like I could have a second job and do kind of good at this internship mm -hmm. and be tired all the time and have no social life right um or I could just be kind of broke and you know find leeways and find different ways to maneuver right like yeah, and you just have those mo you there's those things that you just kind of like you got you got you just gotta jump and right, do it you have those barriers where it's like i can do so much up until this point and it's like why go down here and do this internship at cnn if i'm gonna stretch myself too thin and not get the full experience of it mm -hmm. like it don't make no sense so i'm gonna go down here i might not be making all the money that I might need, but in the long run, it's this experience cool. that I'm getting, the things that I'm learning, just the sheer opportunity makes it worth it. And I think oh, that's hundred yeah. percent. That's that's one of the sacrifices that I miss out on by choosing to just work. Mm -hmm. Because you know, I just kind of go to work every day and then come home and then go to work and then come home and I try and fit my creative stuff in there. But in the sense where you kind of have this chance to live, to create all these kind of. Mm -hmm experiences that aren't every day these experiences are so unique and you get you know you're in this city that you are yeah. by yourself you just have your one or two people who you know you get to experience these kind of more sporadic things whereas me i'm still here in iowa city i'm still in my college town things are kind of more routine mm -hmm. and it feels good there's a certain comfort that comes with knowing that you know i'm getting a consistent decent check every two mm -hmm. weeks and I, i'm setting myself up but it's a lot on the experience side that i miss out on because you know you know iowa city right. you know how it is I'm the experience iowa. yeah the experience is kind of limited it's it's i want to i want to ask you about living in iowa city a little bit um but yeah it's i'm, I'm gonna jump to that actually living to living in iowa city how has that been post-grad? So something with me post-grad is that I haven't been the greatest with communicating. And as a friend, you know, these past couple months, I haven't been the best. Like, mm -hmm. I've, been, I've been great when there's been a reach out, you know, but in terms of, like, doing excessive reaching out and follow up with everybody, that just hasn't been me. My hand has not been in the pot like it used to be yep. because it's been all up in my pot, Jemaya. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. it's gone from trying to do my best at CNN and really trying to put my focus in there to then the internship ended. Yeah. And I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't land the job at CNN. Mm -hmm. um, and frankly, I say, you know, I didn't land this job at CNN because I didn't try hard enough. Mm. Um, and I think one of the reasons was because I had overexhausted myself that when December came around, I just wanted a break. Like, <laughs> I don't even know if I want this job. Right I went, now. yeah, like I went from four intense years of college to three jobs in the summer straight to intense city at CNN. Mm -hmm. um, great intensity, but nonetheless, intensity. And so when December and it was done, and I was like, I just need a break. And then yeah. January 1st was coming around the corner, and I was like, I just need to pay my rent. And so here was like the next flight. That January rent. You know, that January. Beast. Hey, that January rent be the worst. You be like, oh, you just balled out on Christmas, bought everybody everything they wanted. I didn't even do that. Look, Look I, was, I was spending my last thrive Look, in I December. Went out, I balled out for Christmas. It was New Year's Eve. I'm like, I'm about to go out and get lit. I'm about to buy this dress you know, that I don't need. And you know the drinks be... Drinks super the, high. I'm about to pay seventy five dollars for this party. I'm about to get this dress, and then the, 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 you realize on New Year's Eve we forget that the next day rent is rent. due. 
it's it's like a total that January setup. rent it hurt that hurts every year yeah every year it it wasn't even this was my first it you know I got my first out of college apartment in October and I got it with my roommate mm. um, that I have now but January was really a hard month and it went from going going to CNN to I had to get a regular job mm -hmm. again and so the first two three months of the year I had started off with this positive energy I took a break in December I'm coming back you know I'm out of this you know I want to I want to lock down get into some new cool stuff and then I just had to work I had to get a job yeah and it was like it was what you said, you know, I'm working 10, 11 hours a day. I'm spending 12 hours out of my day because I'm taking public transportation. So right. it's taking me forever. There. You know, it's taking me, mm -hmm. takes me two hours just to get to work and two hours to get back home. Yikes. You know, like that's four hours of just traveling yeah. on top of the hours that that's I spent at work. Mm -hmm. So by the time I come home, I'm exhausted, you know, and I think some, some that... I want to start moving it towards, you know, kind of like what what we know now mm -hmm. that we don't really, mm -hmm. you know. Some that I learned, it was just you can't overexhaust yourself and sometimes you have to know your limit because yeah. it's caused me to crash a lot post college. I think post college I've I've crashed a little bit more than I crashed in college. I think my college crashes were more dramatic mm -hmm. and they were a little long, la more long lasting. Mm -hmm. Like when I crashed in college a couple of times, like it was just too much and I was overwhelmed. It was a, it was more drama to mm -hmm. it. I think now I just crashed to a point where I get so tired. I just shut down. Yeah. I want to talk to nobody. I just want to go to work, come home, go to yeah. sleep. I feel that. And so that happened, you know, that's happened a couple of times and, and that's, that's something that a lot of people don't talk about, that if you don't have yourself set up and or if you have a plan and, you know, things start falling through and mm -hmm. you're still trying to piece together that plan with different parts that mm -hmm. aren't originally meant for mm -hmm. it, it starts to get messy and it starts to get junky and it starts to get heavy and it breaks down. And so that happened a little bit, yeah. you know, it happened a few times. Um, thankfully I had that worker bee mentality and right. you know, gotta work, it, yeah, gotta you gotta it. get it and you gotta work through it. But it's something that a lot of people don't tell you going through, like not having a plan and constantly being hit with changes in your plan. Right. You know, when I was done at the, at the NSCNN, didn't land a job. Um, and I had tried for like three or four, but that was, that was mm -hmm. about it. Didn't get any of them. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. And then after that, I was applying to a bunch of stuff. Didn't get any of right. them too. And I had to take a, a job at a retail store and um, hey, shout out to retail. Ain't nothing wrong shout with retail. Out to retail. I work in retail too. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it. I I learned some new stuff. It was like a designer, yeah. you know, boutique. Did that for about two months, <laughs> and now I'm back on. Uh, as of lately, I've, I'm doing a serving job at night, okay. and in the daytime, I'm using it for my creative freedom and Which just nice. to live a little bit. And I think that for me, I I needed to do that because I had such uh intense I need that man four I need, years I need you know? that live a little bit like today I literally I'm be honest with you I had a whole like panic attack today afterward oh, like man. right before coming in here I was like drained today was one of those days at work where I could have just stole off everybody like my peers like because I'm a, I'm the kind of person where like I just want to get it done and I'm at work and I'm just trying to get it done and people was just being lazy and they wasn't meeting my level of like mm -hmm. I'm trying to execute we have goals and like our boss come in and they want to see stuff done and my peers 
They, were, they wasn't trying to get it done. And I was, it was just exhausting because I was mentally in my mind. I'm like, dang, I don't feel supported by my peers. And I just feel like people ain't focused on the same mm-hmm. level. Like, we're here to get a job. I'm here to kick and have fun, too. But at the end of the day, I'm trying to get the job done. Right. And so I came home and it was just like. Isn't it? I, I'm going to ask you a real, a real. I want to keep you. Hold your thoughts yeah. so you don't lose it. But I want to ask you a real question. Is the fact that the job that you're doing now that you know that's not something you want to do long term mm-hmm. does that kind of contribute to that feeling of like it even makes it a longer day like i'm trying to get this yeah. done and i'm trying to make it good and mm-hmm. make sure that it is executed well and nobody is on it that's one annoyance yeah. and the second annoyance is i don't even want to do this long term yeah did you say that that at all i think that definitely i think that definitely adds to it um but at the same time, it's like, I don't mind my job at all. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm actually super blessed. Like, the job that I have, I didn't expect it to be as cool as it is because it's retail. So you think you just go and do X, Y, Z. But it's actually pretty cool. I met some dope people. So I actually don't mind my job when mm-hmm. everybody is doing their part. Doing, and so yeah. we can all get our job done. Right. But just knowing that, like, I'm taking time away from my creative. Like, I don't. The thing about it is I'm in a leadership role. I work 10 hours a day. So then I come home and I'm exhausted. And mentally, I'm like, man, I want to journal. I want to write. I want to, you know, do some research on some more topics for my podcast. I want to do all these creative things. I want to write some show ideas down. But physically, I'm just like, I need to lay down. Like, mm-hmm. I literally, like, I have to get up and go to work tomorrow. I have these hours. I have a boyfriend who I live. I got to show him some attention. You do, yeah. I got the crib to clean. I got dinner to cook. I got all these other things. To do. And so... Like I was saying before, that point where you were talking about how you get that chance to just kind of experience life a little bit and mm-hmm. spend some time in yourself. I be seeing on your Instagram, you're just waking up like, look at the sun, I've got the tree, you on the, <laughs> on the balcony and chilling and stuff. And I'm literally up every day, 6 a.m., going to work. I'm there 10 hours a day. I come home, I cook dinner, I pick up my man, and we go to bed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so that gets exhausting, just that kind of hustle and bustle of the everyday work life, mm-hmm. of the everyday work life. And internally in my heart and in my soul, I just want to be out here spreading and spraying my creative juices over and i've been like absolutely that's why i love my podcast because i just get to go on there and really just vent about all this stuff you know what i mean but my creative juice i just be wanting to create and another hard part about being in iowa is that the creative atmosphere is very limited Mm -hmm. here um especially being a creative of color the kind of content you want to produce yeah. Just, and inspiration a little bit. You've been here five years. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's about old. time. You it's know, you same. need some to it's breathe, some thing. new fresh air. I definitely, yeah, I could see that. So when I hard. left, it was because of that. But let me, you know, I want to tell you something that, something that I learned too. Like, something that I really had to get into my head was you got to look at your own journey. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple things that I've picked up post a year later you Mm -hmm. know I'm I would say I'm a different person from last year to now there's a lot of things I learned about myself that I won't you know tolerate Mm -hmm. and whatnot um but I totally lost my point Um, Uh (laughs) (laughs) 100 it's definitely uh it's, it's getting late into it but I keep getting into this good conversation with you um Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm yeah, I'm just I'm the same way with you. I'm the same way. Once I graduated, I started taking some time just to like do some self discovery and right. figure out like what is it that I just really need out of life right, right now. What are the things that are gonna like make me happy? What are the things that are gonna like sustain me emotionally, right. and mentally, and stuff? There we like go. That. So speaking of that, that's what I was gonna say. I, I was one you, of the things. You. See, girl, she <laughs> she influenced me. Yo, a lot of inspiration. I think my phone might have died. Um, but. 
Yeah, one of the things that I learned was that I really got to live my journey for me, mm-hmm. you know, because the moment that I start giving a little bit of comparison to anything, um, it's over, yep. you know, and, and it's, I always tell people this, especially I am the type of, like, I'm very private. So the things that I post are going to be mostly the good things. I'm right. not really going to be the one, I'm not going to post and show y'all that I'm having a great day so far but yesterday I was trying to figure out all right how we about to figure out this money situation or how we about to do this or what am I about to do with my time here um I definitely feel you on the tip of having a job and it's taken away from your creative freedom I recently left a job because of that Mm -hmm. it was just it was draining me it wasn't what I wanted to do um and I just felt like it was just taking too much of my creative time and energy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to output it how I wanted. So what I what I did is I did something else. I said, I'm going to sacrifice my nights. I'm mm-hmm. going to work till four in the morning. But in the daytime, I'm going to work on my dreams. And so that's some, that's one of the lessons that I learned was not having that that certain comparison. You right. know, you got to learn how to just... Especially doing on it, do it for media. you, especially mm-hmm. on social media, especially when you're in a situation that you know you don't want to be in, or that gets routine or exhausted. Because even living in Atlanta, girl, yeah. like I'd, I'd have moments where I'd be like, "Oh my God, everybody's doing so much better." Everybody right now. popping, like yeah, it, I could be doing so good. much better than what I'm doing right now. It always looks good from the outside, and I definitely learned that too. Um, it always looks good from the outside. When somebody else, somebody could be looking at you like, dang, she in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Lit. Having they so be much fun. Here. And then it's like, but little do you know. So you, you just get, once you graduate, you just kind of realize that, like you said, your life is your life. Your journey is your journey. Um, and you just got to trust that. And that's just where I am right now. I There's a lot of things I'm really fortunate to have right now. And there's a lot of sacrifices I have to make to be in this position. So I just choose to, you know, look optimistically and know that I, I know that I'm setting myself up for the future. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's kind of worth it. Like, yeah, there's some slight little things that I kind of pass up on. You know, I ain't taking a whole bunch of trips. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of, you you look up, you're like, damn, she's moving in Cancun. Right. Where am I? Like, I'm not going to lie to you. That's everything. one. That's me. That's been me lately. And after I'm I've... just like, yo, I'm mm-hmm. still in Iowa. I ain't even been back to Chicago to see moms. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not doing nothing but working. Then I'm, you know And it's I mean? the payoff of it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's different levels for everybody. I think that for me, it's been a little bit of the opposite. It's been hard having to explain to my friends. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one thing where they seeing you and they seeing your Instagram. Oh, I'm in Miami this weekend. I'm in Atlanta. I'm in a party in Atlanta. I'm at a private this. Or right. I'm laying by the pool all all day. You mm-hmm. know, I'm doing this and that. And then it's hard to turn around and, and tell your friends, oh, it's... It's a it's a tough tough life a little yeah. bit over here yeah. because they see in some that that seems a little different, um, but on the inside is it's yeah. not what it is you know yeah. like it's been real hard to explain to my friends or you know it's it's been hard when I'm trying to explain to people you know I haven't really communicated with you because one I'm a bad communicator and it just be hard to Same. to keep up and do all that sure. but then they see you out and then they they take it personal and I so what you was yeah it's real. Some that I've really been working on, I, I feel like one of my latest self projects for me has have been like learning how to stand firm in like what's best for me. Mm-hmm. So if this is what's best for my self care, it's what's best for my self care. Right. You know, like if if it's not talking to somebody for a couple of days or whatnot, and that came from years of over exhausting myself and mm-hmm. four years of 
doing the most yep. in college and going through the most and handling the most. So now I finally have the moment to like live a little, yeah. you know, and I make certain and sacrifices do what's yeah, for you. and do what's necessary for me. And I think that's one of the, that's one of the biggest takeaways that people don't tell you post-grad is that you got to figure out what's best for you. And mm -hmm. what's best for me, if this is fun for me right now, it might not be what's best for me in right. August. You know what I'm saying? It might not be what's best for me in December. Right. Maybe a d doing something else and having a different type of schedule will be what's best for right. me. Maybe it'll look different, but that's something that people, some, nobody told me that. Nobody right. told me. It's okay, girl. Like it's okay if you, yeah. Moment. It's okay if you Nothing gotta you working at this retail store right now and you finding little hours to go to the strip club here and there, yeah. um, or you doing this. It's okay if you know you don't have all the money in the world, but you at least you went and did some creative today. You know, it's okay Make if I didn't do this, but tonight I sat down and I did an hour and a half of a podcast of, of a show mm -hmm. with Jamaya. This is this show is totally impromptu. Mm -hmm. You know, we just decided this is just a conversation, just two girls talking. Right. Post grad life. Exactly. Hard, you know. Hard as hell. Being broke, like dealing dealing being with bored. all that. How being bored, that? Being, How about being finding bored? the motivation. I was what I was something I was about to ask you too, like working those long jobs and then the guilt. Yeah. The guilt of being like, oh my God, I'm putting in all these hours for this person and I just I, I'm acting like it's so tough to do it for myself. It's literally like you definitely, I definitely am still working on learning how to pay myself back because uh -huh. I haven't got there yet. Because I'm, the thing is, I'm such a grinder because my mom's like that. Mm -hmm. I've watched my mom grind and grind and grind and struggle and struggle and struggle. Same. So it's like, it's all I know. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like automatic for me. I don't even realize how hard I'm working sometimes until I get to that point of exhaustion where I'm literally just like broken down I'm and like, tired. oh, I haven't stopped. You know what I right. mean? I, I'm still learning how to pay myself back. And one of the things that I want people to understand for sure about post-grad life is that it's very dry. Like, it's <laughs> not like there might be those moments where it's like, ah, but the things that once excited you, they don't. They do not excite you the same at all. And way, look, man. college life is so far removed. It's probably a little different because I know you're still around it, and no, whatnot. It's still dry. It's, nope. st it's still dry. You don't even want to be around. I don't even but want I'm to saying, be around. Right, but and you're so far removed yeah. from it at this point. It's like I'm this. This I not was even over college life before I even graduated. I, I bet so. you was. And then when you really graduate, you was like, I'm done. Yeah. You know, like I've had enough. Yeah. And I feel you. Like I'm so far removed, girl. I have no idea what's been going down yeah. in Iowa City. Like I've been here for a couple hours so far and it's it's been like oh this happened and this happened oh but this is your boyfriend wow i didn't even know you had a boyfriend I go to, you know all this and this and whatnot but in the moments you just gotta do you gotta do what's best for you you gotta know what's what's the right decisions for you sometimes it's stepping away and not knowing what's going mm -hmm. on but you're right it is a lot of dryness it's, adulthood it's it's a little dry. It's just a lot of like, de just you just got to make it day a lot of to day with it. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's just a day-to-day -day thing. Like someday, and most days are very like routine. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Ver most days are very like, get up, do this, come home, do this, do that. You know what I mean? For a lot of us. So if you have that luxury. How do you keep your, real, you know, I, I know we should, we, should, we probably should wrap it up. Right. You know, so I can let you go on whenever you've been a long day. Um, but. How do you deal with the days where, like, because for me, I had a limit, man. Like, I was real done. I was done with a job that was just draining me. And I, I quit that job. And then that same day, I got the nighttime serving mm -hmm. job. Mm -hmm. And so I quit a job and I got a job the next right. day. But the same day. Um, but one of the reasons why I left was just because it, they kind of were asking of me to give up a certain part. Mm. Um 
And I didn't want that. I didn't want to give up my Sundays. I'm not going to work on Sundays. That's oh. just how I felt, mm -hmm. you know, especially for the job that I was working. So mm -hmm. um, how do you how, how do you maintain yourself there when you've, you've had enough? Working. Yeah. Um, when I you've think, had days like today. Yeah, today was definitely one of those days. Um, for me, and you know this about me and people who know me, but I kind of bring the party to everything. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I'm a very, like, fun, upbeat person. You will rarely see me sweat. Like, even though today I was, like, damn near fuming, I was still at work, like, smiling and chilling. And, like, I just believe in, in no matter what I'm doing, that I'm going to have a good time doing it. That way it doesn't drain me so much. Mm -hmm. And that's another one of the really hard parts about being in Iowa is that there's this kind of shell being a person of color that you have to walk around in. And so I just try and incorporate myself and my personality and into everything that I do so I can have a good time and I can find somebody I can crack those little jokes with so that work doesn't feel so much so like long. work so it doesn't yeah. become so, so exhausting draining. and so draining and you feel like you've just been being a worker bee all day so mm -hmm. the the way that I maintain myself is that I bring the fun to work I make sure that I have a good time my, my team who works under me hey how y'all doing I'm gonna crack a joke here I'm, I'm talking to people I'm building right. these connections and creating that atmosphere where it's like yeah we it's all okay at work and we out here even but we still we gonna have a good time you know what I mean I'm learning things and so I find those I just believe in doing things that I enjoy I enjoy my job I wouldn't have accepted the position yeah, if, I, if I didn't so I think it's really important that I'm doing a job that I enjoy so yeah I'm at work and it's long hours but there's also a moment I get to talk to my peers and things like that so even though today was a hard day I can go to work I'm gonna go to work tomorrow and kind of be like I'm gonna be cool. Like yeah. I had my little moment today. Once I got home, y'all didn't have no moment at work, and I, I'm decompressed. I'm doing this here. This yeah. is self care in itself. Just being able to chat just, with you. Yeah, and like stuff just and let stuff. it all out. And tomorrow you know? is a new day. I ain't gonna carry that into tomorrow. I'm gonna go in there tomorrow. Like, hey, y'all, what's up? Let's do this. It's another day, and I'm chilling. Yeah. It's graduation. You know what I mean? I just don't let. I try not to let things linger and fester. That's that's also one of the things that I've learned over. You know. Post grad life, one of my biggest lessons too. I've had a few, but one of those is also not to cry too long over spilled milk. Mm -hmm. You know, it's nothing you could do once it's already on the counter. You ain't about to put it back in. Not, the in it's the not carton. even good. It's like, not, yeah, you don't even want to drink that anymore. Yeah. You don't know what's been on this table. Exactly. You know, so like I've learned to, if it didn't work, it didn't work. Be thankful for whatever it is it brought and move past it. Have your moment. For for whatever, from the smallest thing. It could be from, I don't know, you know, I wanted to go do this today and I just wasn't able to do it today so I'm gonna have to do it tomorrow. You know, little mm -hmm. things that piss mm -hmm. you off from the little things. I try not to let those little things spin me out. Right. You know, because... Right. It gets hard. It gets hard. Like we said, like we've been saying all mm -hmm. the, this whole night. This post grad life is something different. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it requires a, a lot more being an adult. A, yep. a lot more different decisions. A lot more difficult decisions. You know, from friends. There's people that I'm not as close to anymore. To you know, yeah, yeah. It just things happen. You you grow apart. Relationships. It gets different. You know, it just doesn't. Yes. Not you don't see. It's not always the same. Like, yeah. if you would have asked me last year, would I still be in a relationship right now? I would tell you, yeah. Or if I would be doing this, yeah. Or where would I be? You know? Right. I wouldn't I wouldn't even know that I would be back here doing right. this show with you. Right. And so it's definitely going with the flow has been one of those things that I've has helped me work through some of these flights. Like, yeah. all right, this is happening now. How can I make it better? Right. You what know. you gonna do about it? Yeah, the yeah. other day, like two weeks ago, I cracked my phone, and anybody that knows me, that would have sent me out spinning. Right into a case. <laughs> In college, yeah, yeah girl, spinning. Yeah. And then, but now it's 
you know that's a simple like example but yeah. that, those are one of those things um that's that's my biggest takeaway i mean it, well what would you leave with the people we about to wrap it up it's 12 37 a.m so what would you leave with the people you know post grab plights like i said mm-hmm. on thriving and vibing after the cap comes off that's kind of what yep. we've been talking about a little bit of how we thrived and vibe where our life took us how right. our plans work or right. didn't work um what's on you you took away i think i would definitely my main takeaway is that mind shift how important and how powerful it is about the the way you think Mm -hmm. you can either think you're gonna be at the bottom and you're gonna struggle or you can think you're gonna just make it happen regardless Mm -hmm. the the world will meet you where your mind is at eventually you know what i mean and so Mm -hmm. one thing i learned is that in the moments where I was just like so pessimistic and just like oh, I'm not gonna get a job, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be doing, I'm gonna be struggling, I'm gonna be down. I was, because mm-hmm. that's what I mentally tell myself. I was already mentally defeating myself. And then when I would snap out of it and just be like, hey, regardless, no matter we what, could. this is gonna happen. This I'm gonna make this happen for myself. That execution would meet that mentality, and then the world just kind of starts to shape around it because mm-hmm. of the lens that you're using to look at it. So that's my biggest takeaway: is like no matter what you're doing, whether you're creative, whether you're gonna go still further in your education and all these things, don't mentally defeat you. Because guess what? There's enough things in the that's world gonna that's gonna you. defeat you. There's a lot so that's gonna if defeat there's you. There's one person that's gonna that needs to be on your team. It's, it's you. you. <laughs> yes, it's it is you. you. It's you. That's, at the end of the day, that got to be you. You have to be your all-star player. And what I see too often, this is what Made to Make It is all about. What I see too often is that people defeat themselves before the world even gets a chance to, to look touch your them. way. Yep. You already didn't tell yourself, I can't. You already told yourself, I'm broke. I'm going to be broke. I can't do it. I'm not qualified. Before anybody even looked in your direction. And why do we do that? that? You know what I mean? So that's my biggest takeaway from college, post-grad, just in life in general. Don't mentally defeat yourself. There are no limits. There are people achieving the things you want to do with far less than what you got. I I look at it that way. I look at there's people who are doing what I want to do who don't even got high school degrees there's people doing things who million dollar corporations who never even stepped foot right. in a university never went to college you know dropped what I mean? out or whatever the case so may it's, be it's, those mentality shifts that's probably my biggest thing my biggest takeaway my biggest nugget i would give someone uh do not mentally defeat yourself that's my biggest my biggest yahoo yeah i mean i think this has been good you know it's it's one of those topics where um, this was our impromptu conversation. We could just talk about it on and on and right. on, and we could pepper you down. But I think an hour and thirty nine minutes is about I think enough that's of solid. us, right? That's that's probably pretty good. Shout out to anybody um, who listened yeah, to that whole listen- thing. <laughs> Shout out to anybody that listened to the whole thing. Yeah. We really appreciate you um, tuning in. Hopefully, we got some questions, or you know, if we didn't, yeah, that's cool too. That's cool. I hope this you awesome. I hope you took away something this from it. Awesome. Um, and it's definitely more conversations that we should be having. There's more experiences. Uh, more people should talk about what that looks like yeah. so that I can help people, yeah. other people to know, like, it's okay, dude. Like, yeah. if you had this plan and it fell apart, it's cool. Like, so if you went and took your finals today 
and you uh, didn't do so well, but you're still about to graduate tomorrow, you out of here. That final don't even matter. Listen, you know, that so. That degree gonna spin the same way. Yes, it will, honey. Once yeah. you got the paper, that's, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So it's 12.40 a.m. Iowa City, and anybody that's listening outside of Iowa City, you've been listening to Cassandra Santiago and Jemiah Austin. Woo-hoo. This has been a Sherb Speaks Special Times Made to Make It production. Yeah. Um, we've had a great time talking about this. Jemiah Maya is going to maybe she'll even add some stuff, you know. Um, you could definitely, if you didn't get to hear the full tonight, uh, it'll be a part of Jamaya's yeah, yeah, yeah. monologue podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me up on week. the monologue. I'm gonna snatch this audio and I'm gonna throw it right on to yeah. the monologue so you can go ahead and get this and it'll be av- available on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts for you to listen to whenever. So super dope. Yeah, it's, it's tune in, tune in to KRUI. Uh, yeah, yeah, follow, that's follow it. me We're on the gram to- at Jess Jemaya. Follow me on Twitter at Jess Jemaya. And follow my Made to Make It page at Made the Number Two Make It underscore. And the monologue podcast. Go look yep. it up. SoundCloud, Check iTunes, you yep. said, right? Yep. Great. Thanks, everybody, Thank for y'all. listening. Have a good night, Iowa City, and everybody Turn else. Up. Congrats, all the graduates. Graduates, <laughs> get out of here. Stop lingering. It's a nice big world out there. Gotta go.